neutral corner. In the neutral corner. Two, three, four. And go to stop to this contest at four minutes, 21 seconds of round number two. To claim the winner, by no. Welcome to In the Neutral Corner. So, UFC 287 has come and it is gone. And made some good predictions, made some bad predictions. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, Israel Adesanya is now and again the UFC middleweight champion. Um I think Bruce Buffer should start saying that instead of and new because he's not a new champ, right? He's been the champ before, you know, he should be like, and again, or once again, you know, that's kind of stupid, but I was just thinking that last night. Um, no, but Izzy got it done. He didn't get it done the way that I thought he needed to, um, which is really cool. It doesn't matter either way. Um, I thought he was going to have to use his wrestling. Turns out, didn't use any wrestling at all. Um, he decided that he was going to use uh, Alex Pereira's, uh aggression against him. And it's actually really funny because I was just watching um, Tank Davis's last fight in boxing. And he he fought this guy for six rounds. And it was a 12-round fight. But for the first five rounds, um, it's like he was just downloading, computing, you know, what this guy was doing. And then when this guy would get him cornered into the ropes, he would let all his t technique go and tee off and just start throwing these punches and trying to knock out Tank. And in the sixth round, Tank capitalizes on that because when the guy goes to throw his left, right, left and he went to throw the right but it was hip high and tank launches a straight left hand down the pipe and knocks the dude out um you know as a counter punch Use, using his aggression using his momentum against him and uh that's what izzy was doing tonight um again i had izzy winning the uh first round and then the second round uh was it, I, I mean, I don't know. Pereira could have won that first round, I guess. That was, it, was, it was closer than the first time. Pereira's striking was closer than the first time. And the commentators alluded to the fact that, you know, it looked like Alex didn't respect the power of Adesanya, and that's why he was just rushing in there. But I don't, I don't get that, to be completely honest. Why, how? I mean, I'm not saying that they're wrong. But how do you not respect the power of a guy that you fought four times now? Like, he hurt you in the in the third, in your third fight, the MMA fight. He hurt you, had you hurt bad. You know, more than once. The uh, Their second kickboxing fight, right before Izzy got flatlined, he was hurt. 
Alex. Alex was hurt bad. And then the first fight, Izzy should have won. It was a shit decision. And we know that. We know that there's shit decisions in MMA. So, you know, um, still, you know, I watched the stoppage and he was landing some hard shots on Izzy, but um, still in that first fight, I feel like they could have let it go just a little bit more. And those guys would have been one and one or two and two now. So you still have a good case to say it's two and two because that first fight is he should have won. You know, um, the first kickboxing fight. Either which way, you're probably going to see one one of these again. And um, I do foresee it going very similar, you know. I think it took it took four fights for Izzy to download him, but I feel like Izzy's got him, you know, figured out now. He's got him well scouted. So I predicted for Izzy to win. However. It's not necessarily what's best for the division because your top guys right now are Paula Costa, who's already fought Izzy and looked like shit. You've got Robert Whitaker, who's fought Izzy twice, lost both of them, dominated the first one. The second one, I'm a big Whitaker guy. I like Whitaker a lot. But the second one, it seemed like he was just happy to make it to the, you know, to the decision. Um, you know, now, Chemaev is a wild card in there, and he might actually be able to beat Izzy. Um, but Izzy's also sh uh, just a sniper dude. He's a sharpshooter, so. It's just going to be very interesting moving forward because there's a lot of matchups we've already seen. <coughs> and Alex Pajero, like, you know, all these interesting matchups. He's got to go through these contenders again. Kind of sucks because it'd be cool to have all these big fights like this. It would be cool to have all these big fights like this, but for the title, you know, it just would add another level of prestige to like a Robert Whitaker versus Alex Pereira. Could you imagine that? That'd be a fucking banging fight. Paula Costa. That'd be an amazing fight. You know, but we've already seen the Izzy ones. Although, my prediction was right. You know, Izzy Adesanya took the W. In the co-main event, we're in Miami, in the hometown of Jorge Masvidal. And he was taking on Gilbert Burns. And I made my prediction that Jorge Masvidal would upset Gilbert Burns. And I was wrong. Jorge Masvidal was outgrappled. And was outworked. And he said in this post-fight interview that he just doesn't have the same feeling stepping in there anymore. And I feel like you could tell. Like, you could see that. And fighting's hard, man. If you're not into it 100%, you're not going to be competing at that level. Like, at all. I mean, because there are guys that that is all they do. They wake up, fight, go, you know, and wake up, train, go home, wake up, train, go home. They don't have business ventures. They don't own a rolling paper company. You know, they should, but they don't. 
they don't own another, you know, two other fighting promotions and they don't own, you know, other businesses that take away, that take away from their attention. And at this level, that's what you need. And you see it all the time. And it's not a knock because it's, it's what you should do. Once you start getting older and you, this fighting thing is so hard to maintain. That's why it's so interesting to watch these upper, these higher level guys because they made it. You know, um, I've been doing this for 11 years now and you know, I've had two major ACL surgeries, a major wrist surgery. You know, I've had countless injuries, uh, concussions. Then put on top of that, having a family and working full time. Like it's a, it is possible for me to achieve my dream and get some wins and be able to make it to a big league. However, there are guys that they don't have to they they haven't had those injuries they've been they've been able their body's been more durable they don't you know they don't have a full-time job because they're able to follow their dream and pursue it and that's not a knock on them that's a disadvantage for me you know or people like me and Jorge has got his hands in so many pots he's got so many irons and so many fires that I feel like it's a distraction. You saw it with with champions all the time. Tyron Woodley, Conor McGregor. Um, you know, you, you see it. There's countless more, but you see it. Ronda Rousey. Movies come, interviews, rap music, rock music, all this stuff that they get involved with, and then their focus is taken away. And I think that's just where uh, George was. Gilbert Burns looked fantastic. Um, like I said, his takedowns aren't the greatest. They were just body lock powered uh, takedowns, but they worked. And once he got on top of Jorge, he couldn't do anything. Now, in the post-fight press conference, he claimed that Jorge was slippery, like he did that old trick. And what he's talking about is there's an old trick that you get lotion or Vaseline or Abilene or whatever, and you, you wipe your whole body down and, and just leave it on there and then wipe it off. And a couple hours later, wipe your whole body down and you're letting your body absorb this stuff. And then when you sweat, it come, it's coming out in your sweat and it makes you really slick and slippery. Um, so, you know, that, that that's interesting. But, hey, man, it is what it is. I fought a couple guys that did that. I've also fought a couple guys that didn't shower for a couple of days and things like that. It's just each one's weird it's just a different tactic but i'm glad for jorge and uh you know post fight press or post fight interview was amazing um gilbert burns honestly i agree with him he is next for the title shot uh he deserves it honestly i don't i feel like he deserves it over uh colby you know, Colby's coming off a win on George. He's coming off a win on George. Um, but I, I just feel like, you know, Burns, Burns would make, Burns and Edwards would be a fucking firefight, dude. You know, Burns has a really good shot at beating Leon Edwards, to be completely honest, in my opinion. Uh, that would be an awesome fight. And that's, that's his next thing, you know, is whether it be Leon or it could be Colby. 
uh, he's fighting for that title next, and it should, you know. Um, Kevin Holland fought Ponzinibbio, and, you know, honestly, I was wrong on that, guys. I, I was wrong. I thought that Ponzinibbio would be able to... Kevin fought differently this time. He fought like a fucking fighter. He looked so good, so tall, used every inch of his reach, popped that jab out there. The jab is the most important punch. I sparred yesterday. 12 rounds. It was great. Loved it. Great. Um, with some guys that I'm coaching and, like, working on some things with them. And one of the proudest things I was of them, one of the things I was most proud of them for, is whenever uh, there was there was quite a few times where they stopped my offense simply by jabbing, putting a jab right in my chest or in my face or in my shoulder and would stop that momentum, would stun me. And that's what Holland was doing. He had that jab out there and it stifles the offense. The jab is a defensive weapon as well. It's an offense, defense, refense, C fence, Lee fence, whatever fence it is, it is it is every it is all of it. It's it's a versatile move, and it's the most versatile move. And he used that man, and he got his distance, and he got his range, and that that oh that straight right hand that he landed on Ponzinibbio was just I mean, he uncorked uncorked it. It was it was it was awesome, and I don't know. He I feel like. I like Kevin Holland a lot, and I like his mentality of, like, I'm just going to fight. I don't care. 85, 170, I don't care. But I feel like, man, if you really give it your go and you're serious, you could be in the mix for title contention, and you got to pick a lane for that, I feel like. You know, you got you to gotta pick a lane. I really think you have a better chance of beating Leon Edwards than you do Israel Adesanya. That's just me, though. Um, so, yeah. Uh, then there was, uh, you know, Rob Font. He looked really good. Uh, the guy he fought, I'm not sure exactly who he was, but Rob Font knocked him out. And it was, he looked really good. Um, I'm not super familiar with Font. I know that he's won a couple big ones, lost a couple of big ones. Uh, don't really know what's what's going for him moving forward uh and then you know the prodigy uh rojas jr rosas jr whatever you know he 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 took an ass whooping and uh he you know <laughs> he got dominated pretty hardcore and he, he was so hyped about this and that and this and that and talking about being a three division world champ and everything and it's uh i'm not going to hop on the train of, of, of the way the bandwagon of bashing the poor kid because he's 18 years old he's in the ufc he's living his dream but of course he's saying the shit he's saying he's 18 years old you know the things you said when you were 18 things i said when i was 18 of course of course he's saying he's gonna be a three-time world champ he's got that confidence but you know they talk about old man strength and there's a difference He's 18. His body's not done growing. He's not done developing. You know, he'll he'll grow and develop until he's 25. And 
you know, everybody freaking out and hopping and talking shit and all this stuff about his loss, like, it's good for him. He'll get, now he has, now he has a reference to what he can work on and, you know, what went wrong in a real, in a live scenario. You know, he's not sparring the same fucking people that he's always used to getting taken advantage of. This time he gets to go back and he gets to watch this video and say, oh, okay, he caught me here. Or, oh, this is how he did this and I need to work out and getting out of this position. You know, uh, all sorts of different things. And so I, I don't think these are negative things. And, and that's one thing I dislike so much about the fight game is just how harsh people are that don't even fucking fight. Like, how harsh people are that don't even know what they're watching. I I can't tell you how many times I heard I hear, well, that don't even look like a hit. It hit, hard. it hit him hard. Like, motherfucker, have you ever been hit? Have you ever been punched in your fucking face? Sometimes they don't look like they, they are hard. They are fucking hard. You know, it's the, the person got punched in their head by another trained fighter. Of course, they got knocked out. That's how I feel anytime someone gets knocked out. Alex Pajara in the main event. He charged in, hands down, ripping the body. He got cracked on the temple of by a trained fighter, a world champion fighter. Of course, he got knocked out. You know, like... It's more impressive to me when someone doesn't get knocked the fuck out. Like, people are tough, and people are, uh, the body is resilient, but the body's also super fucking fragile, and people are super fucking tall, uh, tough, soft. I was thinking of tough and soft at the same time. So we're both. We're, we're a paradox in and of ourselves. We are so fragile, but so resilient. Um... Uh, oh, Kevin Gastelum won. Um, God, I I fell asleep first in that one, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But my prediction was still right. So there's that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I got to go back and watch Kevin Gastelum's performance. But he won a unanimous decision. Um, um, so I don't know exactly how he looked in the unanimous decision. His face was a little beat up. It looked like in the post-fight press conference. But... Um, I'm happy for him. I like Kevin Gastelum. I think that, or Kelvin Gastelum, and I think that uh, he would be a fun fight again for Izzy Adesanya, or he'd be a fun fight for Alex Pereira. Alex probably knock him out, but that dude's just got bombs, man. He's got, he's got fucking C4 in both of those, both of those hands. It's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. But you'll notice. A lot of guys with, like, extremely crazy power. A lot of these guys are chinny as fuck. You think about it. Pahara got wobbled in the fight with Izzy in the second kickboxing fight. And I believe the first as well. And he also got wobbled in the, thir- in the third fight, the first MMA fight. And then he got knocked out this fight. The guy's, got, the guy's chinny, okay? He's, he's a little chinny for sure. And... But his power is like the lights out. But you you see that, don't you? A lot of times, oftentimes, guys with that power, that that you know, that equalizer, that eraser, can't take the same thing. 
interesting how fighting styles and, and, and mother nature works in general, man. And just how the body and people are developed. Some people can take a baseball bat to the chin and the, and the baseball bat might break. Aluminum might snap in half. And then some people you can just go and blow on them and they start bleeding and they start wobbling or on roller skates. Like it's, it's crazy, but they can grapple their ass off or, or they can, they can kickbox like crazy, but just don't touch their chin. All in all, it was a good night of fights. A lot of TKOs, a lot of KOs. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super, super happy with the cards as of late. Just been good fight after good fight after good fight. And anyways, guys, happy Easter. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to me. I appreciate my followers. Love you guys. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. F- subscribe to me on YouTube in the neutral corner uh youtube is in the neutral corner podcast so give me you know give me the support i need i need more viewers uh, i love i love my my regulars but let's get these numbers going let's share let's like subscribe let's give me some feedback hey you mumble too much hey you're too nasally like let's let's give me some feedback let's talk about it uh let me improve this podcast for you um You've been in the neutral corner with R.J. Sutherland. Godspeed.